This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. Your bets, your thoughts coming up on Super Bowl 58. Your Super Bowl trivia questions from YouTube and Twitch 20 minutes from now. We'll give you our bets for tonight coming up 40 minutes to close the show in the NBA for tonight. We'll see. We got some college hoops um, as well. But joining us right now, and this was like a really welcome surprise to the show, announced it at the end of last hour. Not often that we get to welcome a Pro Football Hall of Famer to the show. We did have Warren Moon on the show recently, which was great. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Super Bowl 34 MVP from NFL Media, and you will be able to hear him on the on the worldwide call of Super Bowl 58 as the game analyst for Westwood One, who I work for, also along with the great Kevin Harlan and other friends of You Better You Bet. Uh, legendary NFL quarterback, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner joins us right now to break down the big game. He is on Twitter at Kurt13Warner. Kurt, it's Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on You Better You Bet. We sincerely appreciate the time. How's it going? It's going well. How are you guys doing? We're, we're good, Kurt. Thank you so much for coming on and, and really curious to, to just start getting your opinions on this game. We've had so many people come on this week uh, and just it's what kind of game do you expect? We've had people who say, well, you know, the Niners defense is vulnerable. Maybe it turns into a shootout. We've had people on who say uh, maybe it's kind of clunky, settle for field goals. The Chiefs defense steps up. Got like a really wide range of opinions so far. What kind of game do you think this is going to be coming up next Sunday? Um, I mean, I guess I don't expect it to be an extremely high-scoring game. Um, you know, I, I love the Chiefs' defense. I love the way that they're playing. I love the, the way they play on the back end. For 49ers, to me, it's it's about running the football first. That's one area that the Chiefs' defense hasn't been great in, So, and that's you know kind of where San Francisco wants to start and excel. Uh, so I think that's going to be key. On the other side, yeah, you know, the Chiefs have been good and have done some great things, but um, but they're not a high-scoring team. You know, that just hasn't been their 
their MO this year. I don't know if they have the pieces to, you know, to just kind of wing it all over, especially against this defense and, and put up a bunch of points. Um, you know, so again, I think it's a battle in the trenches. I think it's a lower scoring, probably, uh, you know, low to mid twenties, um, you know, and, and we'll see who, who makes enough plays or who makes those special plays in the game to, to get the win. Total in the game right now at our show sponsor, BetMGM, is 47 and a half. Kurt, certainly not asking you like for a bet on like who's going to win the game or like betting analysis or anything like that. But when I say this sentence to you, Patrick Mahomes is an underdog coming up in the Super Bowl. The San Francisco 49ers are favored in the game. Uh, what emotion does that elicit from you? I mean, I think surprise, first and foremost. Um, you know, simply from the standpoint of the way the 49ers have played in the playoffs, uh, where they could have very easily lost both of their playoff games and had to come back to win and haven't necessarily been, you know, dominant in, in any one area. Um, Brock, I don't think, has played his best football in the playoffs. Um, and then to have, you know, a Chiefs team that's, well, you know, won three games, gone on the road twice against two really good football teams and, and won, um, you know, and having Patrick Mahomes, um, a guy that's been there three times, behind center, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that they started out um, as the underdogs in this one. So, um, you know, I think that's really where it, where it starts for me. But, you know, again, I think that the difference when I look at this game is that San Francisco definitely has the ability to win the line of scrimmage. And so often in these games it comes down to who can win the line of scrimmage. And that's going to be key, in my opinion, for the 49ers. Uh, the secondary of, um, you know, of Kansas City, e- even though there's so much talent on the San Francisco side, I don't believe you want to get into that kind of a game with them um, and with Spags and the different looks that he gives you. So um, it's going to come down to that, and I guess maybe that's where people saw this as, a, as an advantage for the 49ers. But, but I was really surprised when I saw that the, the Chiefs were underdogs right off the bat. Kurt, you mentioned Brock Purdy there, and obviously like one of the subplots of this game, you know, Mahomes has been in this game a bunch of times. He's used to two weeks off and the different time of the game and the halftime show and all this stuff that makes the Super Bowl different. But for Brock Purdy, like Young got first year as the full-time starter for the team. Like this is all going to be new for him. You you had something kind of similar, right? You know, earlier in your career, like first year as a start, full-time starter, basically you guys make the Super Bowl, you win the Super Bowl, obviously made it back. But like that's, that's a way different experience. What can Brock Purdy kind of expect in this game that's going to be a lot different, maybe some things that you faced? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing when you go into this game is um, there is going to be a level of unknown on, on, on how to prepare, uh, how to deal with the week leading up to the Super Bowl, uh, being able to manage that. You know, everybody always says try to make it as normal as possible, which is impossible. You know, when you end up in a foreign city for, um, you know, for a week, uh, you can't make it normal. You know, you're not going home to your wife and your kids and uh, you're not sleeping in your own bed and you don't have a routine where you got to run your kids to, to this event and that to take you away from football. So you got to find ways to get yourself away from football. Otherwise, you know, pop on the TV, they're talking about the game. You know, you're sitting in your hotel room, all you can do is think about the game and the game plan. And, and I remember in my first one, we didn't have a, the week before uh, like they do now, but I just remember there were so many things going on that I was exhausted mentally when I got to the game. And it was almost like, oh, let's just get this game over with. Um, and so as I went through, you know, a couple more in my career, you, you learn how to manage it. You learn how to get away. You learn how to grab your guys and, and go out to dinner and, and find ways to get away from the football side of it. 
And I think that's always key um, because you ramp yourself up and you build up the moment so much. And uh, you got to try to manage that and pace yourself getting into the game. And then once you get into the game, the biggest thing, um, you know, just like last week is you know, in the NFC Championship game to fall behind the way that they did. Um, you know, I think those are the concerns when you actually get into the game portion of the Super Bowl is you understand this is it. You understand that everything rides on how you play. And so if things go bad early, you, you, you know, we've seen teams and people in the past that panic. And it's like, oh, my gosh, i got to make up for it now. we got to get back into this thing as opposed to kind of riding the ebbs and flows of the game. You know, I played in three Super Bowls, and first one we were up 16 to nothing, and then it was tied 16-16. The second one I was down 17-3. to We tied it up 17-17. to uh, And the third one we were down 10 at the half, and we took the lead with two and a half minutes to go. And so, you know, there's ebbs and flows in all of these games, just like we saw in the NFC Championship game. But it's easy to panic uh, in the moment in the Super Bowl because there's so much riding on it. And you understand that this is what it's all about. And uh, if you let that kind of, you know, grab your emotions and, you know, allow you to play or force you to play outside of yourself, uh, these kind of games can go sideways very quickly. Now, Kurt, I'm not blowing smoke when I say this. Anyone that watched the games, though, you could have very easily been Super Bowl MVP three times, right? At least two for sure, right? That definitely could have been the case. And Mahomes already has two Super Bowl MVPs. And I'm just curious, Kurt, like if, if the Chiefs are able to win the Super Bowl, win Super Bowl 58 next Sunday over the San Francisco 49ers, and obviously we have to see the game play out, like, do you, is, it, is it Mahomes no matter what if he plays well? Or do you think there could be some like voter fatigue here where if Kelsey has a huge game, maybe it goes to Kelsey because uh, Mahomes has won it a couple times. So what about MVP if the Chiefs win and we've already seen Mahomes win MVP a couple times already? Yeah, I think, you know, just like we know the MVP of the regular season, it's kind of the same in the Super Bowl is that because so much rides on the quarterback and, and there's so much focus, focus on the quarterback that it's hard, I think, to unseat that position if a team wins unless somebody just stands out above and beyond that. You know, I think back to my first one, Tom Brady won the, the MVP and he threw for 150 yards. It was, and, you know, so it was one of those things that I think they scored one offensive touchdown. So it's really hard to – to get it away from that position. I mean, could somebody like uh, Travis Kelsey, if he has another game like he did last week in that big moment, could he win the MVP? Sure he could. Um, you know, if their defense just shuts him out and somebody like Chris Jones has a huge game and, and, and kind of has that name, uh, yeah. But I think it's going to be hard. Uh, you know, that you know, if Patrick plays – and that's the interesting thing, too, that I even look at. You know, in the three Super Bowls that Patrick's been in – he hasn't necessarily played that well. You know, he hasn't had great games. The one against the 49ers, he didn't play real well, and then obviously he brought them back late. And so, you know, that's what, what people remember. Didn't play well against Tampa, even though they had some issues there. And even last year, I mean, they were down early, and it kind of took that defensive, that fumble recovery um, to really turn the tides and get them back into the game. And so he hasn't played great in any of his Super Bowls, in, in my opinion, and what we expect from Patrick Mahomes, and he's still got two MVPs. And so that's you know, kind of what you, you realize in these games is that the quarterback is you know, 99% of the time responsible for something. And even if it's responsible for bringing the team back late in a game, that's what people remember. remember that's you know, that position 
um, is always going to be looked at more highly than anything else. And so it really takes a, a special performance, um, you know, somewhere else to, uh, to to get it away from one of those guys. I think it makes a lot of sense right on Mahomes, who you mentioned has, has been in the games a bunch, hasn't even played great, but he's won twice. For the San Francisco 49ers, and I can tell you, you know, like betters are talking about this a lot. I mean, football fans are just thinking about the game. I mean, defensive coordinators are trying to figure this out. For the Niners, it's been so balanced, right? Like so many playmakers. You mentioned you think they might have an advantage at the line of scrimmage, which I think, you know, in my brain just goes to, oh, is Christian McCaffrey the guy who's going to pop in this game like he always does, honestly, and have a big statistical game, whether it's McCaffrey or George Kittle or Brandon Ayuk or, or somebody we're not talking about, or maybe it's just balance and that's how they win. Is there kind of like a, a, a skill position player, a key to victory, a guy for the 49ers you feel like is primed to have a huge game? Well, I mean, again, back to what we were talking about earlier. I mean, I think Christian is always primed to have a good game because he can be successful in so many ways and they use him so well down in the red zone. And so, you know, a guy that scores a lot of touchdowns, uh, whether it's through the air or the ground, um, obviously elevates themselves to have a chance to kind of, you know, win the MVP and, and be a part of that. And so I, I think it starts with Christian and them having to run the, run the ball, establish the running game, uh, especially if the Chiefs aren't scoring a lot of points and, and, and you know, getting up there where, where you feel like you've got to drop back and throw it, which I don't believe will be the case because it hasn't really been the case all year. And so I think Christian, um, you know, will have a good game and will need to have a good game. And then I think Debo is always the X factor because they do so many different things with him. And, you know, and it doesn't take having to create for him to get the big plays. You know, sometimes you have certain guys that you really have to create to get them involved. And, you know, Christian handing the football to him, you know, flipping screens out to him. And then Debo, you know, you can hand it to him. You can you jet sweep it. You can you can throw the quick screens, which they'll have a number of those in this game. And he can create instant offense without really having to do much. So those are two guys that I think, you know, with this Chiefs defense being as good as they are, that can, you know, that have a chance and will need to play well uh, with the, the catch-and-run type stuff as opposed to, you know, necessarily just holding it and, and wing it down the field and think you're going to throw for 300 yards against this really good secondary. Kurt, 30 seconds to go, and we very much appreciate your time. What would you think of Dan Campbell's decision-making in the second half on Sunday of the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers? Um. You know, I, I was really perplexed by the first one. And, you know, we can say all we want about, you know, percentages of your field goal kicker and all that stuff. But I thought San Francisco come down, kick a field goal. You have a chance to answer that field goal and kind of settle things back in for your offense. You kick there. You you take the shot. NFL kicker should make it from 45 yards. Um, and, you, you know, and you move on and you say no, you know, no, no harm done after those first two drives. So that was the one that really I thought – kept the momentum on San Francisco's side and allowed them to kind of roll into to that, to that big comeback. It's, it's such a fascinating debate and such been a, such a fascinating conversation this week what Dan Campbell did. On, on, I, I, I loved it, but then again, I'm, I'm sitting here doing a show and I'm not an NFL head coach or a Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback and Super Bowl MVP. Kurt, we, we sincerely appreciate the time. This was awesome. Uh, Kurt is a great follow on Twitter at Kurt13Warner. Um, 
Obviously, check him out with NFL Media and will be on the worldwide broadcast of Super Bowl 58 on the radio on Westwood One with friend of our show, Kevin Harlan. We look forward to that. Kurt, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Safe travels out to Vegas. Have a great call of the game, and we look forward to hopefully doing this again down the road. Sounds great, guys. Take care. Kurt Warner joining us here on You Better You Bet. Gotta tell you, man, th- this man. show's on a freaking roll, man. Yeah, just yes. I mean, like how many how many Super Bowl winners, Hall of Famers, the guys would like just ask these questions, be like, Yeah, you know a billion times more than me. This isn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> like, so so you tell me what you think's gonna happen here. It's like I can't even pretend to be an expert in this conversation. I can't even pretend. So yeah, that was awesome. I, I w- I will say, like all the former players that we have on, they're all like, yeah, he should have kicked. And here I am, Madden Moron. Go for it all the time. (laughs) Just saying. Uh, Coming up next, more of your bets and thoughts, YouTube and Twitch, uh, and our bets coming up to close the show at the end. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. (laughs) On the BetQL Network. How about that segment with the great Kurt Warner here on You Better You Bet? I got to give credit, like... um, Alex Fasano, REP, our friend Randy Merkin, who's done a great job booking guests for us, our friend Bill Zimmerman, uh, formerly of SiriusXM's Mad Dog Sports Radio. The guests on this show have been outrageous recently, so a tip of a cap, Ken, to all those people that are uh, working hard, booking great guests for us on the show. Kurt Warner, like at the last, like at, at the death, basically, today was pretty awesome. We had no idea that was happening, by the way, until right. Kurt Warner came on at 6 o'clock. We found out at like 5.53 that Kurt Warner was coming on, which is just, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's like here's uh oh yeah, it's power hour tonight. We'll give you we'll give you all our picks. Oh, all our picks and a Super Bowl MVP and a Hall of Famer. Oh, okay. Well, how about how about that? That's How's not, that going? Not so bad. Oh, pretty good. Yeah. Not so bad. That's uh, it's really excellent. Okay, uh, all our bets for tonight are coming up in a little bit. Actually, just kidding. Joining us right now, live on the line, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of gambling on sports, right? Yeah, LeBron going to join us. LeBron. Uh, you getting, getting traded? <laughs> what's the hourglass wait, what's thing that? going on? What's going on with that? Wait, yeah. Hold on, wait. What's that? Jo- joining us live on the line right now, Reed Wallach. Reed, your thoughts on Super Bowl Fifty Eight? We gotta get Reed back on. Do the we show still have that? Do we still have that open somewhere? Jake that was Jake the, uh, on the local was Jake thing? on the show while we were doing that, or was that like the Rick Camp era of You Better You? It might bet. be Rick. Jake, do you? Jake, do you? Yeah, it might have been Rick, but like, it's still, it wouldn't still be in the board. Oh, yes. Live on Radios Everywhere, the award-winning Best Bet segment starring Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and introducing Reed Wallach with sports. This is BetQL's five-star play at 6 o'clock. It's going to be like, yeah, like our... Here's what uh, the BetQL model makes the Sixers, you know, the Sixers are minus three tonight against the Cavs, but our model makes them minus 19 and a half. Yeah, they're a five and a half point dog tonight against Utah. The model makes them a 10 point favorite. Well, does the model know <laughs> Joel Embiid has one leg? has <laughs> got that one. <laughs> I miss, I miss real deal Reed Wallach on the show. And like, I, I feel like all those bets won that he gave out too, which is, which was awesome. Uh, that was like Danny entire... He's responsible was, for that. I got to tell yeah. you. That was like one of those moments where like he said it and it's just instantaneously you knew this was a legendary moment on the show. <laughs> Journeyman yeah, pitcher, he had no Danny idea, obviously. Columbe. As he's as, as he's as he giving it out because he was just like, you know, that guy was like, you know, July 8th or so. There's just nothing going on. So it's a baseball bet. Uh, you know, they're starting journeyman pitcher Danny Columbe. And I think and it's just like. <laughs> 
Like what? Well, I think it was because like he like stumbled over it. He was like journeyman pitcher Danny Columbe. Columbe. <laughs> but it it was said. It's one of those things that like when you say someone's a journeyman pitcher, like you're speaking from a position of authority. But it was like <laughs> yeah, quite right. obvious. And like I've been in this situation. I when I was in college, I was like an update guy for a summer at a sports radio at an ESPN radio affiliate. And I, you, you know, you say something as if like, oh yes, like I'm, I know that this is what it is, but it's, you actually, Danny Columbe, like he had any idea. Like I've been in that spot a bunch of times too. Just like journeyman pitcher, Danny Columbe, you know, Dude, you've been around a lot. Everybody knows Danny Columbe. There are, there are, I don't, I, I don't know what's happened. It's like real old man yelling a cloud here. I, I was actually, this is not a, not a setup to a joke. I was actually legitimately like classically trained in radio. At WFUV yeah. at Fordham. Like, taught things, I think literally. I think people can tell that's I, the case. I I, and, that. and people can tell that I'm not. That I, I have <laughs> zero training whatsoever. But, uh, like, the literally the first semester at Fordham, at WFUV, I learned things that... I, I, I see 20-year prof professionals doing things on the radio, and I'm just like, I, what, what, uh, like, what? That I hear some updates around that just... We should just move on here. Let's move on. Uh... Jake, let's play the imaging here. Let's get back to some bets from YouTube and Twitch. Help, help. I need directions. To Honestly, Jake, Bay. bring it down. Bring yes. this down. But the only way to Jake, get bring there it down. is to stop. Bring it down. Bring it down. Bring it down. Bring it down. Play, play the Reed Wallach thing. Play, play Reed Wallach's thing again. Live on Radios Everywhere, the award-winning Best Bet segment starring Nick Costos. And Barkley. That's amazing. And introducing Reed Wallach with sports. This is BetQL's five-star plays at six o'clock. Now, how long does this bed run for? Can we do the segment with this underneath it or no, Jake? Oh, I hope the answer is yes. Okay, yes oh, yeah, is the can. answer. All right, Alex, what do we got? All right, let's go to the tw all right. No, let's let's go to the Twitch chat. Uh, our guy Zah Walters, forty-four. Love the Zah. Uh, he's taken Travis. Kelsey, three or more touchdowns. The price at MGM is 40 to one, guys. He only needs three to tie Jerry Rice for the all-time playoff touchdowns. Hashtag Kelsey for MVP. Hashtag I stand with Ken and the Swifties. Yeah, I gotta tell you, wow. Ken would be the burger flipper if that's the case, if Kelsey scores three <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the hardest something competition. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> oh just it's, this is like... This is like this is like taking. It's just these bets. It's just funny because it's, I, I mean honestly, it's like flattering, right? Because we talk about stuff on the show maybe that we're thinking about that we like. These are like our most devoted listeners that submit the questions. Like we're all we're all thinking the same. I I hope this happens. I also like that he's close to the record, so it's like an incentive thing. Like, well, he has two, but at the end, he's close to the record. They'll get him. They'll get him the third. I mean, I hope it yeah, happens. It's, obviously, it's, and like it, yeah. it's the Super Bowl. But you know what? Right. Let's sack and like, I'm Let's joking to right. Zah Walters. Right. Like, who cares about winning the game? Let's get Travis Kelsey tied with Jerry Rice. <laughs> like, right. Let's go. like Andy Reid's on the sideline. Like, guys, have you seen the leaderboard? We're one away. Let's make let's make it happen. <laughs> I uh, I mean, obviously but, uh, but, another one. But that's, coach, they're oh. quadruple teaming him. I don't care. Let's get this record. So, so price dependent, obviously as well. Uh, how about well? Here, I'll frame the question this way. That's, but I mean, the answer is McCaffrey. I was going to say, like, which player is the most likely to score three touchdowns in the game? The answer is McCaffrey. How about outside? How about Definitely. outside of McCaffrey? Who is it? Pacheco, eh, Debo. I think it's probably Pacheco, but it's really close. 
what it was <laughs> every time we get an nfl coaching thing in our chat i'm actually like oh maybe this is and then you just you're like oh, okay like that's that's a thing like that's definitely a thing that happened like okay I, yeah, yeah McCaffrey, and then like pacheco or debo i guess but it's pretty close did I joke? Did I? We do this on air or off air the other day where I was like, literally every hire that's being discussed is like nepotism. It was on air, right? Because we did Bob Babich. No, we did. We did all of that off the air. All of. Oh, that. we did. Oh well, like everything's. Yeah. It's all nepotism. All of it. Uh, the Rams just named uh, pass rush coordinator and linebackers coach Chris Shula, Don's grandson. Not a joke. As as their new uh, defensive coordinator, it doesn't mean he's not a good coach. It's just like I mean, it's really like it's insane what goes on. God bless all these people. I guess if it were my son, I'd grandson, I'd want it to happen too. So good for them. Uh, all right. So Za Walters, thank you very much. Uh, price dependent, obviously. We'd love to see it happen for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Alex, absolutely. what's next? All right, with the nepotism theme from the YouTube chat, Rick Orton, our guy, you know, Randy's cousin, is taking the Chiefs money line. Why? There's a better head coach. The AFC is just better head-to-head. -head. Super Bowl familiarity. And as Uncle Cowboy Bob's best friend says, to be the man, you've got to beat the man. Woo! Love that. I like how Rick Orton's like in on the joke now with uh, with Cowboy Bob Orton, Rick, that's just Randy's dad and Ric Flair. Um, so, look, like I, I came on the show on Tuesday and said, like, I like the Chiefs. Ken, I think, is lean hasn't done it yet, but I think is leaning towards betting the Chiefs in the game. Yeah, for some for something okay yeah. so i got i got i got one thing here uh so we'll have we'll have sam panjadovich on next week obviously to to talk about the game he tweeted something uh, a quote from john murray who we've had on the show too um let me try to find this really quick yeah uh who i think is the sports book director at the, the westgate like their Westgate. Yep. yep yeah so the his quote was and so obviously, like, this is uh, odds makers are sharing, like, what everyone's betting in the game and, and how they feel about the game and everything. So just the quote that Sam had, he, and he tweeted this, like, this isn't from uh, his article, but he wrote about it for uh, for Fox. If people want to check out the article from Sam, the the Niners, this is the quote from John Murray, the Niners are a better team. There's no doubt. But we said the same thing with the Ravens. And, like, I, I've heard this same thing. I just want to be like really clear, like because I disagree with that quote, but I know I know what he means, and I don't think he actually means what he says. Like what what I hear when I hear that is the Niners had a better regular season. That's what I hear when I when I hear that, and the Ravens had a better regular season. Like the idea that the not like well the Niners are a better team, prove it, and you're going to try to prove it by being like, well, in Week Eight they beat this team, and I don't care. Just like we didn't care last week. Like I don't think they're the better team. But that's also not even what the market's asking. The market's asking when these two teams play, who's more likely to win on that exact day at that time. So it just, but this idea that it's like, well, they're better, but can the Chiefs like overcome that? I don't, I don't think they're better. I think they had a way better regular season. And there's a really big difference in those two things, especially in football versus even some of the other sports. Do you feel like this is going to turn into, Ken, like it's, it's just like everyone in, which this doesn't mean, by the way, they're like, you have to take the other side or bet this side because of it. If we had one person on this week that likes San Francisco in the game. I mean, I felt like it was like me at the start of the week that I was the most bullish one just be, and I was only like, I can see them winning. <laughs> like, and I even everybody else. It's like, I feel like they can't even see that. Uh, to be fair, when Kirk just came on just now, he, he sounded like a little more like optimistic about San Francisco's chances. And his reasoning for that was that at the line of scrimmage, he felt like maybe they had an advantage. They could win that. And obviously, like that usually ends up going a large way to deciding who wins the game. So that got a little bit of that there. 
um yeah i think like i did an interview earlier today and it was framed the same way which was like everyone's on the chiefs like should we be thinking about the niners and i go look like i i mean if you want to make a bet for any reason make the bet like i i am not here to stop people from making bets but like the way i think about it is not like who everyone's betting i just look i think this is just the third straight game where there is a significant difference in the regular season between how the Chiefs played and how their opponent played, and that continues to be reflected in the betting market for the games that they play. They play the Bills. The Bills had a slightly better regular season. The Bills are playing at home. The Bills are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They play the Ravens. The Ravens had a much, much, much better regular season and are at home in the game. The Ravens are a five-point favorite. Now we're on a neutral. The Niners, like the Ravens, had a better regular season than the Chiefs did. They're going to be favored in the game. Like, that's not new. That's the last three weeks in a row. And it also doesn't mean the Chiefs have to win just because they've won the last two. But if you're like, why is this this? It's the same reason the Bills were two and a half and the same reason the Ravens were. It doesn't change that fast. It, like, can't. Like, it's it's unreasonable to be like, well, the betting market for this game is going to be eight points different than what it would have been last week. Like, it's going to be about the same thing. And, and people be like, well, how could it open three? That was going to get bet. That's the reason. That's why that's why it was going to open three, because like there's a rating difference and a regular season difference and a performance difference between the two teams. But we know that that's not everything. We know that like Mahomes can overcome whatever happened in week seven or something like that. So it just and that that doesn't mean that this game's going to play out that way. But it does help to explain for people who are curious, like, how is Mahomes a dog? Because he was a dog the last two weeks because of everything they did in the regular season. And that's not. That's not the public or, like, that means the other team's going to win. To me, this is just, like, the third straight week of the same thing happening, maybe to, like, a slightly lesser degree. So I, I kind of had the same thought you did while Kurt was giving his answer. Kind of sounded like at, at least he was kind of on the fence, maybe. I did I purposefully did not ask Kurt Warner, like, hey, who do you think's going to win the Super Bowl? Niners minus two. Your thoughts. <laughs> right, yeah. What do you think? What do you think he would have, like, he's... So, like, his, like, the way he comes across on TV, because I've interacted with him, like, when I worked for NFL Radio, like, a good, we are not, like, friends. I don't think he knows who I am. I'm not insinuating that at all. Like, he is a very nice guy. Everyone says oh, it. Yeah. It's been my experience with him. What do you think his reaction would have been if I was like, well, well Kurt, you know, San Francisco, a two-point favorite. Who do you got? I think it, I think it would have been, like, a... Like the next word would have been like a really nice version of like a swear word, but because he, he's not going to swear, it would have been like sheesh. Like I don't know. Like I don't really do that. It would have been like that. Like I, you know, like I don't really, not really, not really thinking about who I'm going to bet in the game, guys. But and he would just, you know, he's a pro. He would pivot to some kind of answer about advantages that each team has or something like that. I now listen, I think Kurt, the Niners can to your head. The game too, by the way. Money on the like oh, your net worth on the line, right? Who wins the Super Bowl and why? Have to answer right now. Right. Well, you money line Kurt. What do you like in the game? I, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. How, well, like, uh, we'll, we'll do more questions. Like, how surprised would you be if the Niners won? I think a lot of people would not, be really surprised. I would not, not surprised. be surprised at all. Yeah. Not surprised at all. Uh, yeah, not, I think not surprised at all is a fair way to put it. Yeah. Against, against basically any other team they would have played from the NFC, my answer would be absolutely shocked if the Chiefs didn't win the game. Like, it's, if the Chiefs played the Cowboys or the Lions or the Rams or the Packers or anybody else, I'm missing somebody. Uh, Tam- Tampa and Philly, that's who I'm missing. Uh, I Yeah, Chiefs. And if they didn't win, I would be astonished. And this, again, I've said it all, like, this just happens to be the cross match where both teams make a lot of sense. And uh, 
And so I, I only kind of like the Chiefs. I just Niners defense. It's just rough. <laughs> just it's really I I can't click the button on them when that's the defense and that's the defensive coordinator. And we've seen it now a couple of weeks. That would just makes me really nervous. Alex, uh, read a quick question here, and we'll answer it after the break. Okay, uh, we got a player prop for the NBA tonight from the YouTube chat at Jordan D. Derek White under two and a half threes. Did he give any explanation? <laughs> he did not because he, he, he just likes the. He's going to play six minutes because the Celtics aren't going to play anybody who matters because they're going to be up ninety-five points in the game. That'd be good analysis. Yeah, that's actually that. That's actually that's that's not bad. Sam yeah. Hauser makes like a thousand threes tonight for the Celtics. All right, parlay all the Jordan. Celtics unders. It's not bad. And with, with, with the Lakers unders, thanks to Rick Orden, thanks to Jordan. More questions coming up next in our bets for tonight. BetQL and BetMGM are bringing the big game in Las Vegas to you. Don't miss You Better You Bet and BetMGM Tonight, broadcasting live at Mandalay Bay in Sin City, leading up to the big game starting February 5th. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Here's like an NBA trade. The Memphis Grizzlies trading Steven Adams to the Rockets for Victor Oladipo and three second-round picks. Moving on. What a great no show. One's playing. Yeah, Nobody, no one's like, playing. No one's playing right now. Yeah. <laughs> for, the the Grizzlies Victor traded Oladipo. me to Houston for Nick. And, 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 and picks. Nothing. And, and picks. Uh, yeah. Thanks to our guest on today's show. See if I can. Glassman, Connor, Pizzola, yep. Bernstein, and then Kurt Warner. Yeah, you know Kurt Warner. Amazing. It's like, you know, like, it's like, a, it's like yeah. in the movies when it's like lead actor, second lead actor, whatever. And then there's sometimes there's the and at the end, and it's usually yeah, like a yeah. huge act. It's like and Martin it's like Sheen. And Robert De Niro. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a huge name. It's like, oh, oh, oh. Well, why did you say so? Dennis Bernstein and Kurt Warner. What a great guest Warner. list on today's show. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Our executive producer, Alex Fasano, technical director, Tyler Morales, engineer, Jake the Snake Hassan, and our video producer, God's Perfect Creation, downtown, Mike Brown, and another tip of the cap to our guy, Bill Zimmerman, for all the help with our guests here on You Better, You Bet. BetMGM tonight is coming up after us, a four-hour live betting extravaganza. Ken and I are off tomorrow. Later, suckers. We'll see you Monday from Las Vegas. Ryan Horvath and PJ Glass are filling in for us tomorrow. Before we give you our bets for tonight, Alex is here with a couple more submissions from the chat. Alex, what do we got? All right, let's jump back to that YouTube chat. Our guy at Eric Frankowiak taking an alternate spread. KC minus two and a half. He's saying, screw the points. I got the best coach, best quarterback, and a DC that will game plan to give Purdy some trouble. Hashtag 420 Smokers Lounge. Hashtag Ken is God. <laughs> I love how Eric's, Eric's basically like, give me the Chiefs alternate spread. Have the best coach, have the best quarterback, and also Pizzola gave it out on the show at 4.40 p.m. Eastern time today. Well, yeah. <laughs> people, uh, we're all going to be on the same page. Absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to like the Chiefs in the game. That's okay. Like, it's, I think they're better, too. I don't know if they're going to win, but I, I think they're probably a little better than this number. I think a lot of people agree. Eric, I'm with you 100%, man. I, I may make that bet. I think I'm going to make that bet, honestly. The Chiefs minus two and a half in the game. I think Eric's onto something here, and so is Rob. I uh, I think... I don't think this is a game that lends itself to, like, big alts on either side, though. Where I, I do think there are some games where, even if they ended up being close, I think blowouts are possible, even small point spread games. 
and you know as point of comparison you know like god if you bet tampa alts against kansas city a few years ago i can't imagine what some of those paid um versus they were you know, what, what the three and a half in the game, game dogs right tampa yeah. was plus three and yeah. a half yeah you know they smashed uh i don't i don't know if i see this game that way just because like Niners with a lead, Shanahan's going to start kicking, compresses the other way. The Chiefs have already shown you kind of games like this where, like Ravens last week, where it's punt possessions, like Andy Reid ended up turtling a little bit. I just, I, it would make me really nervous to expect a blowout on either side, just with how the coaches are. All right, so thanks to our buddy Eric, Eric Frankowiak, with the submission. Uh, and it's always 420 somewhere. Uh, what do we have next, Alex? All right, over in the Twitch chat, our guy at T Forbes 91. How about an NBA award for you guys? Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. And he's asking a question here. Is there anyone who could challenge Gobert? He has him at 7-1. to one. Well, can you? I'll take this one. You set this one yeah, out. Yeah, you got it. Uh, when it first was like, oh, he likes Rudy Gobert, Defensive Mike, Player of the Year. Mike, like, yeah, so Mike does, can, can, I, so can does you look down for a second? Yeah. You look down for a second? Mike took me solo on the cat. Like, I was the guy was... <laughs> oh he says he's taking it oh i gotta take him that's really <laughs> funny uh yeah i mean i i think like a lot i think basically everybody bet rudy gobert to win defensive player of the year at the start of the year before his price like just kept depending on where, where you got in right you know like i everybody that i message about awards like oh like what do you have in there like well i'm sitting on gobert at a really good price i guess everyone's just sitting on guy i mean i have some gobert too i don't even win a ton on him but he's like the only guy that i bet uh, and I bet Evan Mobley before he got hurt was the only other bet that I made in the market. Uh, is there a player that can beat him currently? My answer is like, there's always somebody, even if I don't know who it is yet, because there's 35 games, 38 games left in the season. That's my that's my answer. So like, he's a big favorite. He deserves every penny of the price. He's the best defensive player on the number one defense in the league. That's the root of the handicap for why people bet him to begin with. But like... There's a lot of games left. So like, a you know, bridge jump is a term for like, you see a price like this and you just keep jamming in money as much money as possible, thinking it's a sure thing. This isn't that because we're just not even close to the end of the season. So he's he's the he's the most likely winner by far right now. OG Ananobi like got got hurt a little bit and didn't play the other night. I know he's the price that's been dropping. It's a tough case to make, but he did make second team all NBA defense last year. And the Knicks defense has been a story. Um just I would pay attention to like the top of those defensive leaderboards. Do the Timberwolves maintain their top spot? The difference between them and other teams has started compressing a little bit where they're not like by six points per possession, the number one defense anymore. There's a chance it could be a couple other teams. The Celtics would be another team that are a little interesting in that way. And if they get overtaken by someone, then that's a, I think that's alarm bell time a little bit. Not that Gobert won't win, but just it's time to think about this a little bit. Okay, what happens if the Celtics are number one or the Knicks or the Heat or someone else or the Thunder? And would people pivot away from Gobert if that happened? So we're not there yet, but uh, with so many games left in the season, I don't think we're close to jam favorites time. Uh, give me OG Ananobi because he plays on the Knicks. There's my contribution. Right. Uh, yeah, no games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Uh, Alex, what's next? Before we get into another bet, T. Forbes also asked a Super Bowl trivia question. You guys ready? Oh, nice. This will be for him. You can take him, Mike. Who was the time. wide receiver who caught the ball and fell one yard short of winning Super Bowl 34? Kevin Dyson. Like the stupidest. Uh, sorry. Like, I, I, I don't mean, I don't mean to insult to T. Forbes. But, I mean, it's like, well, you got to come. But it's got to come harder than that. I mean, like, I, I mean, that's an easy question. 
Yeah. We, well, we did who tackled him yesterday, and I knew it. Mike, Mike Jones. Jones. So, yeah, I guess, like, not a stupid question. Uh, it's not a stupid question. I thought it's just a little yeah, please easy. Please don't though. insult our listeners, please. Hey, T, T uh, kind of... you and me, buddy. You and me. That's Steve's kind of, grandson. It's kind of a bad, yeah. kind of a bad question. I don't know. Like, you, like, like T Forbes, you literally heard me like name every Super Bowl champion in chronological order to start the show. You didn't think I was gonna get Kevin Dyson as the answer to that question? The helmet catch is one of the most interesting, one of the most <laughs> also, exciting plays also, in Super like, Bowl history. We had we had Kurt Warner on this hour. He plays the That's MVP true. of that game. It's true. All right, fair enough. Thanks, T Forbes. Okay. Uh, next. Yeah, a little bit of a weak question. All right, over to the YouTube chat at Nash Damn. Two. At Nash, too. Yeah, damn. Given uh, Kyle Juszczyk over one and a half receiving yards. Oh, yeah. He got this two days ago, and he just needs one pass in his direction. He feels like it will play. It will be a play at the goal line. He also took any time touchdown at 10 to 1. I, the question that I really want to ask Ken right now is, Ken, which sports betting content creator is most likely to give out Kyle Juszczyk props next week? But I won't ask that question. I won't do that. Well, because it, <laughs> so. it leads to another question, which is... Who's going to be, is Kyle Juszczyk this year's Kenny Gainwell? Uh, but like, Gainwell went over. I bet his under last year and he went over by like a yard and a half. It was really frustrating. Yeah, but everybody bet him to win MVP at like 200 to 1. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That didn't go great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not ready to answer this question about Kyle Juszczyk yet. Maybe. Like, I think he could have well, over one and a half yards. Yeah. They literally like one catch. Yeah, like... I, Right. Do you, basically, the like, Chiefs do you think be... the game plan will be creative where he'll, like, get a couple targets? Maybe. Like, Shanahan's really good. A lot of people but are going to be... Chiefs know it's coming, like... though. You know, like, it happened already against them. Yeah, but, I mean, like, there's it's seven pass catchers on the field at the same time, and they're all awesome. Doesn't mean it can't work. Uh, well, obviously, know, like, in the, in the they... other Super Bowl against the Chiefs, like, he caught a touchdown. So it was like, I think people are going to... Whatever happened in that game, people are going to think it's going to happen again, which doesn't mean it can't happen again. Just that's the game we've actually seen, and the coaches are the same. So it's hard to get that out of your head that, that we've seen a bunch of a bunch of stuff in that game. Thank you for uh, Big Daddy Cool Nash with the question. Yeah. Let's wrap lightning round here to end, Alex. From the Twitch chat at TX8XM, he's taking Pacheco and CMC to combine for over one and a half rushing touchdowns. Feels like they both get one, or at least McCaffrey gets two himself. Is there a price? Did what, he have a price yeah, there? Do we know what that is? Price on that? Like, I, Plus I 190. That. Yeah, I mean, I what? love that. Yeah, that's, that's really? a, that seems like a bad price. Yeah. If that if that's accurate, then yes, well, I love that. Not even bad price. I guess I would. Maybe it's not because it's like a two leg parlay. I, I, I don't know. I'm surprised that that price is that. I don't know. Maybe Pacheco touchdown is different than I think. Maybe he's less likely to score than I think. Okay. And uh, let's close with the last one here. Give us one more, Alex. All right, last one from the YouTube chat. Our guy at BMW24333, shout out to the Beamer, asking for Batum. Verbatim, here we go. Hey, guys, it's me again. Chiefs' money line was a pretty easy cash. In the middle of a Chiefs' money line rollover for the whole playoffs, equating to about 20 to 1. Today, he's giving out highest scoring half is the first half at plus money. It's easy to envision the game script with Shani and Andy Reid coming out of the gates effectively. Then things slow down as the game comes along with standard Chiefs low-scoring second halves. I'll be back next week for another one. Tied yeah, to the we're running out of time, and we still have to give. We have to drop the dope ass beat and do read. So apologies to BM Dubs there, but uh, did he did he did he say like read this like Adele at the start, or did you just do that, Alex? Oh, that was me. That was, was well done. It's uh, me. 
I, I, I guess, right? High score, because like that's what the Chiefs do in the second yeah. half. So they like, like strangle games, basically. People know about Chiefs second half totals. So the idea is, and, uh, and the Chiefs streak of scoring in postseason games scored in like their first possession in seven straight games or something like that. So the expectation will be that they definitely score maybe first or at least score in the first quarter. BM Dubs, you are a hashtag real one. We appreciate you participating. And like to everyone that participates, thank you guys very much. Sincerely. All right. We have like no time left here. So Jake, let's drop the dope ass beat. All right. Every time you make a wager at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, you earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for things like free bets and risk-free tokens or convert to MGM rewards points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. So download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com today. Ken, bets for tonight, please, in the association. I never do this in games like this, uh, and I'm going to do this in this game. I'm laying the Celtics tonight. I, I just, this this Lakers culture situation is going to get really out of control, and it already is. And normally, guys are out, like maybe contrarian, not tonight. Uh, I'm going to lay the Celtics. It's 15. What do you think about uh, me betting against the Cavaliers tonight with Memphis? Second half of a back-to-back, Cavs continuing to integrate everybody back into the lineup. They're they're rest. They're sitting a bunch of like Rose and Kennard are both not going to play. It's just like it's like even half of their existing roster. But I if I had to bet that game, I would bet Memphis always seems to be a do more with less team. So I, I would bet that side uh, bet the game. I'm putting on the blue suede shoes and boarding the plane. Give me the Grizzlies tonight at a huge price at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the Glass Man and Ryan Horvat in for Ken and I tomorrow. We will talk to everyone coming up on Monday from Las Vegas, Nevada, the site of Super Bowl 58. So until we meet again, dear listener and dear viewer, Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, I am Nick Costos wishing you minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Glassman and Horvey have you covered tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.